0: Welcome to this week's message from A New Church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. Even now, the axe is laid at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Now, man, when I read that verse, it's quite intense, right? So I'm going to give you a little bit of background to the Scripture and encourage you to go away and read Ephesians 3, but I'm going to do a bit of an eddy paraphrase, so go and check it to make sure I'm telling you the truth. But anyway, leading up to the Scripture, we had John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist was a pretty crazy guy. If you don't know who John the Baptist was, again, go and read about him. But anyway, he was declaring a message um, in the wilderness, and his message could pretty much be summed up as, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now, some of the Israelites, religious leaders, or the Pharisees, they had come to the wilderness to hear John, and, um, during, that, and during that time, John called them a, broad, a pit of broad vipers, so <laughs> it's pretty intense to be called a pit of broad vipers, especially considering, you know, Satan considered as the snake. I'm like, oh, man, that's quite intense. But he also said to them that if they truly repent, that their lives will produce different results because of their changed actions. And so John had already said to them in, in this lead up not to, to be expected to be spared um, from God's wrath merely because they were descendants of Abraham. And so... Um, So he was pretty much saying, you know, okay, just because you're Jews, you're descendants from Israel, you're not going to be spared by God's wrath. This still applies to you. Those that do not bear good fruit by leading holy, faithful lives will be pruned from the tree. They will be cut down, thrown into the fire as dead branches from a tree are removed and used for fuel. And uh, for a long time, when I, uh, I read that verse, I don't know why, but it just never clicked in my head that God was talking to Christians I thought, oh man, he's talking to non-Christians, this makes sense, you know, you don't you don't live a good life, you don't love God, then you're going to be pruned from the tree and it's all over. And I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. Intense, but makes sense. And then it kind of clicked to me. God was talking to not, he was talking to Christians. He was talking to the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the people of the day that everyone looked up to for guidance, for, you know, the most high, the most esteemed. And he was saying that, you know, if your life doesn't produce good fruit, you're going, to be, you're going to be chopped from the tree. And I was like, man, that is, that is really intense. That, but that in that holds a message for us. And you know what happens when God reveals something to us? We have either two options. We either go, oh, nah, I'm just going to put that to the side and I'm going to ignore it. Or we go, okay, God, you've revealed something. Now I need to make an action. I need to change what I'm doing, or I need to evaluate my life and think, God, how does, this, how does this apply to me? So, this morning I want to talk about fruit, the good fruit. So, there is at least a hundred verses in the Bible about producing bad fruit. So, I think it's a pretty big deal to God, or else he wouldn't have talked about it, right? So, um, we're not going to look massively at bad fruit this morning. Um, we're gonna have a look at the good fruit, but we're gonna touch on the bad fruit as well. But I love Dr. Snyder. He he did this really awesome artic- uh, this really awesome message. Um, but he says in it, fruit sins are defined as behavioral expressions of an inner heart condition. And man, I think that sums up the Pharisees to a T. They they were so um, up on this pedestal. They had all these rules and thing. But when Jesus cut through it all and he looked straight at the heart, he pointed out, "Hey, what's going on? What's really going on behind all of this?" And um, another way to look at it is, for example, someone could be hurt by something that's happened to them. They could then, as a result of that, be carrying unforgiveness. But what we see on the other end of that, we see that sin of anger, that fruit of anger, and that's what we see on the other end of that. And so that's, I think, is a really good definition of what a fruit sin looks like or how someone expresses that in their life. So that's the fruit sin and that, that is not what we're supposed to be doing. That's not what God wants us. Well, what do you think the good fruit is this morning? I think the good, good fruit is Galatians 5, to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. There is no law. ma'am. so um, that's, that's, some, that's some pretty hefty things in there as well. Joy, peace, patience, kindness. We're expected to be producing that kind of fruit. That, when people look at our lives, that's what's supposed to be evident. Now, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a pretty visual person. And um, you know when someone says, "Oh hey, Eddie, can you go and, can you do this thing for me? can you help me out or whatever, I work a lot better when someone says, "Okay, this is what you do, this is how you do it daddy daddy da and then i 'm like okay sweet i 've got it and that 's just how I learn and so um, I believe that God teaches us a lot um, of what his creation, what he 's made he teaches us a lot through that, and I believe that what is true in the natural is also super true for the spiritual as well and uh, so this morning, I want to look at what do trees need to produce good fruit? If we are likened to trees producing fruit, what do trees need to produce good fruit? Now um, I hate gardening. I hate like any of that kind of stuff. Even mowing the lawns, that's like way too much for me. It's like, oof. you know, I'm the kind of person who waits like four months and the grass is up here and you've got to get the machete out, and you're like trying to get through it before you can get the lawnmower out. So um, so if any of my teachers here might want to block your ears right now, um, because when I was at school. Um, In year nine, I, uh, funny enough, took horticulture, right? So knowing I hate plants, all gardens and stuff, I took horticulture in year nine for a year um, because my friend was taking horticulture. So, you know, good idea, take horticulture. And um, it was pretty funny because my dad, um, I give my dad the seeds, the plants and the fruit and all the rest of it, and he would grow it, and then I would go and record all the results and put it into my thing. So I was still getting good grades, and I was still passing, but I just... (laughs) wasn't doing much of the work. So that's just this little side story. (laughs) But yeah, this morning I want to look at what does a tree need to produce good fruit? And so there are four main things that trees need to produce good fruit. Well, there's heaps of things, but these are the four main things. The first one is pollination, soil, pest control, and last of all, pruning. Ooh, pruning. is a tough one. Okay. So let's, let's break these down. So the first one, pollination. So for you guys that don't know about pollination, I'd kind of forgot. So the last two or three weeks, I was getting a lot of like learning in as well, <laughs> as well as this. So in simple, pollination is the process in which plants reproduce. Self-pollination and cross-pollination. So don't, don't worry if you don't catch too much of this. I'm just giving you a little bit of insight. Cross-pollination often relies on bees and other insects for, for that plant to produce fruit. It is estimated that one third of the food that we consume each day relies on the pollination of bees. So you're like, Eddie, where the heck are you going with this? What are you talking about? What has pollination got to do with anything? So I think that bees are like the support. They're like the helper. They're like what keeps everything together, right? And so I want to ask you some questions this morning. Do we rely on God for our help? Do we have good mentors, people in our life that have passport to say, hey, you know what? Where's your fruit at the moment? What's going on? Do we have people in our lives who can identify the kind of fruit we're producing? Because remember, we can produce good fruit, but we can just produce bad fruit as well. Do we have those kinds of people? And, and if you still don't get what I mean by the pollination, maybe uh, we could liken it to Lord of the Rings. Who loves Lord of the Rings out there, Right? And so we've got Frodo and Sam and Gandalf sends them off on this adventure and um, you've got Frodo and he's the ring bearer and he's carrying it, but you've also got Sam and Sam's carrying his load often and he's the one, you know, when Frodo's getting taken over by the ring, Sam's like, you're changing Frodo. He's changing and he's seeing the stuff that's going on in Frodo's life. And um, I think it's really interesting because you know, we often don't think about that. We don't think about Sam and how Sam was was almost like that that person keeping Frodo in check. And he in right in the end, he ends up pushing Sam away. But what happens? Sam comes back. Sam comes back at the end to help Frodo once again. And you know, maybe you're here this morning, and maybe you don't have someone who has passport into your life. Maybe maybe you're holding people at arm's length, or maybe you don't want to let God in. But you know what? we have this amazing, when we, when we receive God, we have this amazing thing called the Holy Spirit. And um, it says in John fourteen fifteen to 17, if you love me and you keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper or advocate, as some translations say, it will be with you forever, even in the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because he neither sees him or knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. And so I just think this is so such an important point for us. If we want to produce good fruit in our life, who do we have? Do we have, are we open to the Holy Spirit moving in us, keeping us in line, keeping us in check? So we have people that can say, Hey, you know what, Eddie? Right now, you stink. <laughs> the fruit that you're producing is not good. And so that's the first one this morning. Now let's have a look at number two, soil. What does the condition of our hearts look like this morning? What does the condition of our hearts look like? Now, it's interesting because as Christians, we often talk about deep roots. You need deep roots. You need deep roots. But we kind of miss one of the most important points, the soil. What does the soil represent? Fruit trees grow best in well-drained soil with sandy, loamy texture. I don't really know what that means, but they also need deep soil, deep soil to support their deep root system. So soil is the storage place for water and nitrogen and minerals to be dissolved in water, which are needed by the tree to live and grow. The soil also provides a base for the tree to attach itself firmly in place. So without the soil, there would be no roots. Or if there were roots, they wouldn't be as deep as they could be. So our heart. What does our heart look like this morning? Now, I think so often as Christians, when we discover Jesus for the first time, we spend a lot of time looking at our heart. And then we kind (laughs) of... we get more cynical in our faith, things happen, people hurt us, things come that we don't you know, like, we don't agree with, and our heart becomes pretty hard and we kind of forget, hey, what does the condition of my heart look like right now? And you know, I love that song, Hosanna. Many of you will know it. And some of the lyrics go like this, show me how to love like you have loved me. Break my heart for what breaks mine. Those are such powerful lyrics. And I don't know, but can I suggest this morning that sometimes we let weeds grow up in our heart? Where that soil is around the tree, we let those weeds grow up. And does anyone know what weeds do here? Yeah, weeds? So they fight for all the nutrients and the water and everything else that that tree wants. Those weeds, those plants, those weeds fight and they contend for those nutrients. And um, I think sometimes have we let our hearts be overcome with weeds? And, you know, um, I always remember my wife saying to me that uh, she walked away from God for a while and she'd come back. And when she did, she said that she felt convicted whenever she sped and that she couldn't speed any longer. She couldn't break the law of speeding. It was this little thing that she didn't really think much about when she'd given her life back to God, before she'd given her life back to God. But once she did, she was like, I can't speed anymore. I just, I feel convicted by this. And, you know, sometimes um, I think we let the weeds grow up and they surround us, and before we know it, they're choking us, and we're just like, we're just living with this stuff that we think is normal, we think is okay. You know, condemnation is never good, and it's not from God, but conviction, man, conviction, I feel like is the key in our walk with God if we want to keep the condition of our heart right. And it comes back to my first point about pollination as well. You know, having the Holy Spirit keeping you in check, having people that can say, hey, you know what? You're an awesome person, but come on, let's, Let's get back on the right path. Psalms 1 verses 3 says, What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share in the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of night. He will be standing like a flourishing tree. There we go, a tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed and ever prosperous. I don't know about you guys, but I wanna be ever never fainting and always blessed always prosperous. That's something to think about this morning. I was going to say, if you don't like the Passion Translation, you can take it up with Simon afterwards. (laughs) Okay. Number three this morning, pest control. Pest control. I really loved that one. That was funny. Pest control. What is your defense against the enemy this morning? John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came to give you life and life abundantly. And um, I'm not going to spend too long on this point this morning, but you know I want to say that we have an enemy and his name is Satan. And he is after us. He's after any little way that he can get in and bring division and bring strife. But let's remember that people are not the enemy this morning. Satan is the enemy. Ephesians 6, verses 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, nor against the rulers, against the authorities, against cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. We have some spiritual battles going on out there at the moment. You know, I'm going to say this morning that I think sometimes we spend too much time fighting against people and not fighting against the devil. And don't get me wrong, I I agree there's a time to stand up for what we believe, but I think sometimes we've lost the balance. We've lost that balance. And, you know, a lot of people, they come up to me and they complain to me and they say, oh, this thing's happening, this person's doing this and this person's doing that, and They get all annoyed. And I come back to them and I say, how much time have you spent praying for that person or that situation? And it shuts them down pretty quick. And then I say, okay. now once you've prayed for that person, as much as you've complained about them, come back to me and we'll have a conversation about it. They normally don't come back. So (laughs) I encourage you this morning, if you want to get serious about pushing the devil back, sit down and make a practical plan about how you're going to do that. And this was something I was uh, a few months ago that I was actually thinking about. I was like, how, how do we do this? How do we actually sit down and be like, you know what, devil, I'm, I'm over this. I'm over this. I'm over you taking ground. That should be ours. And some practical ways that you could do this. Lord, I'm gonna spend five minutes a day praying for our government, blessing our government. Lord, I'm gonna spend five minutes a day praying for people that are lost. I don't want the devil to have a place in their life anymore. I'm gonna attend the pre meeting at church. Woo! Flat man, it's I'm getting hot in here now. Whoa. Okay. Lord, I'm gonna fast over a situation until I see breakthrough. Man. That's challenging stuff, right? When I when I was reading, when I wrote those down, then I was reading through them, I was like, whoa man. Whew. Okay. Philippines four, five to seven. And let the gentleness be seen in every relationship. For our Lord is near. Don't be pulled into different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Overflowing gratitude, man, I think sometimes we've lost that tell him every detail of your life, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Man, let's get grateful this morning. Number four. you still with me this morning? Pruning. Pruning. Flip. Now, I love this because all these other things kind of tie into this final point this morning of pruning. Now, are we regularly maintaining the state of our heart? Now, we've talked about a condition of our heart. Now, what are we doing to maintain that? What are we doing? Now, I'm going to pick on Boki Boo this morning. Right, But it's a known fact that at Bokibu, for some reason, the scoop sizes, they just seem to grow. It's like, Chris doesn't have to tell anyone, like, make bigger scoop sizes or anything, they just grow. And so we got, like, you know, a nice little single scoop, and the next minute it's like this huge scoop, and it's like, well, is that a double or a triple, or what's going on, you know? And they just naturally grow. And, um, and Chris has to come along and go, hey guys, you know, we're running a business here. We love people, but we still need to make money. So let's kind of, you know, let's round them off, kind of keep them to their size, okay? And it's just a known fact. And I'm sure that you guys can relate to this, that if we don't keep things in check in our life, they don't just get better, they only get worse. So it's just something to think about this morning. So what are we doing about the condition of our heart? And, you know, let's be honest Pruning is not, it's not painful. It's painful, right? Okay. I don't know about the trees, but for us humans, it's painful, right? It's painful when God says, hey, you know what? That characteristic in your life or that habit that you're doing, it's not good. And you're like, oh, yeah, but that, you know, it's like, no, nah, it's not good. <laughs> and you have to go through a process, you know. And um, once a friend come to me, came up to me and they said, we were having a conversation about something, and then they just straight out said, you know, Eddie, I think you're a hypocrite. And I was like, whoa, okay, flip. And um, it hurt, and it was hard to hear. But you know what? The fact was that in that moment, he was right. He was right about that. And the sad thing was is that I'd left some things in my life to go unchecked. And before I knew it, those things had just escalated into this massive thing in my life that I wasn't even aware of. So, So let's remember this morning. Let's keep our hearts in check. Let's come back to that pollination, and let's have who are those people that we have in our life what, what does the condition of our heart look like? What is our defense when the enemy is near when he's close to our door? So um, I'm going to wrap things I'm going to wrap things up shortly. And, um, but I really want to challenge us this morning. We've looked at a few of these things. but what, life, what fruit are we producing in our life? If we're truly honest with ourselves, what fruit are we producing? What do people see when they look at us? Galatians five nineteen to 26. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, imm- impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, strife. Now these ones are interesting because I'm sure a lot of us can relate to these ones. Strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, what I was talking about at the start, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceit, provoking one another, Envying one another now uh, this is a pretty heavy verse, and you know I'll be honest, the last year or two, there've been some tough times, and I'm sure you guys can relate. Many of you would have gone through some tough times in the last year or two, even if it was just COVID, right? There's a lot of crazy things going on. I'll be honest, I haven't been the best husband at times. I haven't been the best brother. I haven't been the best Christian at times. But you know what? We serve an amazing God. And, you know, the craziest thing is that he always extends his hand of grace and mercy to us. To us. He always does. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.